The adept paused, and my mind was invaded by a multitude of questions to which I could find no answer. What is nature, and what is man? Why am I in this world? Did I exist before? And if so, where did I come from? What is the object of my existence, and how will it end? Again, the adept, reading my thoughts, answered, Mortal man, as you know him, is an intellectual animal, living a sort of dream life among dream pictures which he mistakes for realities. Real man is a celestial being, a soul dwelling temporarily within a material body. Within this organism, the spiritual, divine spark finds the proper soil to generate and develop the immortal man, as has been described by St. Paul who speaks of that spark of divine consciousness as being sown in corruption and raised in incorruption. The spiritual man is in each person his or her personal God and Redeemer. While a man is unacquainted with the processes going on in his invisible organism, he will have little power to guide and control these processes. He will resemble a plant, which is dependent for its growth on the elements, which are unconsciously brought to it by the winds and the rains, or which may accidentally be found in its surroundings, it has neither the power to prevent nor to promote its own growth. But when man obtains a knowledge of the constitution of his own soul, when he becomes conscious of the processes going on in its organism and learns to guide and control them, he will be able to command his own growth. He will become free to select or to reject the psychic influences which come within his sphere, he will become his own master and attain, so to say, psychic locomotion. He will then be as much superior to a man without such knowledge and power as an animal is superior to a plant. For while an animal may go in search of its food and select or reject what it pleases, the plant is chained to its place and depends entirely on the conditions which that one place affords. The ignorant depends on the conditions prepared for him. The wise can choose his conditions himself. And what will be the end and object of this? I asked. The end of it, was the answer, is that the soul of man enjoys superior bliss in realizing that she herself is everything that there is, and that there is nothing beyond her. The object is that mortal man shall become immortal and a perfect instrument for the manifestation of divine wisdom. I heard the answer from the Master, but I could not grasp its meaning. What could that soul be of which he spoke as being as big as the universe, and could my soul possess any other vehicle or organism than my visible material body? While I was meditating, the adept stepped with me to a window where the inaccessible mountain was seen, and pointing it out to me, he said, Behold, there the door by which you entered our stronghold. Concentrate your attention upon the way you came, and seek with the eye of your soul to penetrate to the other side of the mountain. I did so, and suddenly I found myself standing at the other side, upon the place where I had lain down to rest. Before me upon the ground was stretched out an apparently lifeless human figure, and to my horror I recognized it as being my own bodily self. At first everything seemed a dream, but then the thought came to me that I must have died. There was my body, 
and nevertheless I was myself, and saw myself, such as I had always been, with all my organs and limbs, and even the same clothing which the corpse before me wore. The hat of the corpse was drawn over its eyes, and I attempted to lift it, but I might just as well have tried to lift the inaccessible mountain. There was no physical strength within my arms. I realized that my present body consisted of a state of matter differing from that of the physical plane. I thought I must have died, and a feeling of disgust came over me, thinking that I had ever inhabited that now lifeless, grossly material form.